Before we get started with this week's Women of Marvel, we want to take a moment to acknowledge a great loss in the Marvel Universe. On August 28th, 2020, the Marvel family lost a brother, a friend, a castmate, and an incomparable storyteller. With a passion and dedication to authentically elevate the voices of people of color around the world. It would be putting it lightly to say that our heads are bowed and our hearts are broken at the loss of Chadwick Boseman. Our thoughts are with Chadwick's family, friends, and anyone who had the privilege of working with him throughout his career. Chadwick was not only an extremely talented performer, but for many, he served as a conduit for telling the stories that were important to the communities who needed most to be heard. Stories that previously were overlooked, misunderstood, or underutilized. From Thurgood Marshall and Jackie Robinson to our beloved T'Challa, Chadwick was not only a beacon for many, but a real-life superhero. Today, the women of Marvel and all of the members of the Marvel team celebrate not just Chadwick's life, but his legacy. Rest in power, King. Welcome to the Women of Marvel podcast. I'm Ellie Pyle. And I'm Anjali Crochet. And today we are just moments away from welcoming a fantastic new game into the world, Marvel's Avengers. Now, Angelique, I know you are so excited for this game, so please tell everyone why and a little bit about what they can expect to experience here. Okay, so this game has so much. There's going to be multiple characters that you can play, and you get to build the Avengers. Like, you get to reassemble your favorite Marvel characters, and once you're finished doing, like, the first part of the game, Battling this off solo, you then get to play with your friends online with new missions all around the globe, which right now we need more ways to connect in the world. Absolutely. And that is one of my favorite aspects of games is getting to play with my friends who live in all different places. And one of the cool things about this game is that the characters are so super customizable that like your version of Kamala Khan and my version of Kamala Khan could be completely different, which by the way, you all get to play Kamala Khan. Isn't that exciting? We're excited. Her story in this game is absolutely amazing. If you haven't had a chance to see the trailers online, go check them out. But you know, for those who have, like you know that Marvel's Avengers starts on what's called A-Day, where Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Black Widow, and Thor are unveiling a high-tech Avengers headquarters in San Francisco. And you know, some things happen. Some things do happen that lead to both a dramatic scenario, which is perfect for a game, but also the origin story of Kamala. So you really get to kind of grow with her through the game and experience the world through her eyes. So as you mentioned, I've been hype about this game for so long and it's finally being released on all platforms on September 4th. So make sure you're checking it out. But before it comes out, we're gonna do a little bit of our own Women of Marvel style celebrating by going behind the scenes with some of the incredible women who made this game happen. 
We have not one, but two special episodes lined up for you about this game. Today, you get to hear my conversation with three women who worked on the development side, plotting out the game's story and design. And for our next episode, I'm talking to three performance capture artists who voice some key characters in the game. But we're not there yet. Ellie, Tell me a little bit more about these game designers we're going to be hearing from today. I got to speak with Hannah McLeod, a narrative designer, Rose Hunt, a senior producer, and Magali Stratton, senior game designer. They're all from Crystal Dynamics, the company that developed this game. We had such a great conversation, and it was also really cool to see how well the three of them kind of worked together and how excited they were to be talking to each other again after, you know, months of quarantine, because games are such a collaborative process. You know, everything is so interconnected, and it was really neat for them to get to kind of revisit some of that in our conversation today. Oh, all right. That sounds awesome. Let's take a listen. Hi, everyone. Can we go through and have each of you introduce yourselves and tell me what your role has been on developing Marvel's Avengers? Hi, my name is Magali Stretton, and I'm a senior game designer and I've mostly worked on the Warzone side of the game, so the co-op multiplayer side. And my name is Rose Hunt. I'm lead producer on Marvel's Avengers, and I work across the game to keep everyone organized and to make sure that we deliver the game on time. I'm Hannah McLeod. I'm one of the narrative designers slash writers on Marvel's Avengers, and I've touched a little bit of everything on the game. (laughs) So what do your roles entail? What does a typical day on the job look like for each of you? And we'll go in the same order. (laughs) Okay. So as a game designer, and I'm more what they call the level designer. So basically it's to make sure when we have a mission, for instance, that all the components of that mission are assembled together to create the gameplay experience. And that At the beginning, it includes working out ideas with people like Anna, for instance. So we'll have a, hey, we want to do that type of mission. And a narrative designer would help us shape the story through that mission and how it fits with the rest of the game. So that's important. To uh, working with coders on features, to working with artists. Yeah, it's a privileged position because you work with everyone. But yeah, it's quite a lot of hard work as well. (laughs) As for me... The most important thing that I do day to day is make sure that the right people are talking to each other. One of my superpowers is knowing who is responsible for what. So I make sure that if there's hitches going on or problems to solve, that the right people are talking and figuring those things out. Yeah, (laughs) it's a very (laughs) important job. (laughs) So... I consider myself a narrative designer slash writer because the writer stuff is just, you know, the dialogue, what people are saying from moment to moment in the game. But a lot of what I do beyond that is making sure that the story is conveyed as clearly as possible through different stuff happening in the game. So like I'll work with Magali on how the gameplay is helping the story as well. And similarly, how like the story is helping the gameplay. It's a lot more technical (laughs) than just writing out the words. So I do a little bit of both of those things from day to day. Very cool. So how would you describe the difference between a narrative designer and a game designer? The way I usually describe it is Magali is very much focused on the player and the player's experience and what it feels like to be all of these different characters and making sure 
that the missions are doing what they're supposed to do to convey like the best of being part of a team and that kind of stuff. And then I'm more focused on like the characters themselves and making sure that the story from moment to moment is being true to those characters and the arcs they're going through. And it's a much like bird's eye view sort of situation a lot of the time. Like I'll also do the moment to moment dialogue, but that's all in service to kind of a more big open thing versus Magli, it's all about like the player's moment to moment. And I think both of those can sometimes run <laughs> parallel to each other. They can sometimes <laughs> not quite work. And so it's like our job to work together to make sure that those things are in harmony. Yeah. And typically we'd all get together, you know, production, narrative designer, level designer, and so on. And we'd play the missions together mm-hmm. and figure out how all of these elements work together and, you know, just adjust as we go. So it's really important that we stay in tight communication on those things. Definitely. And I feel like as much as we start on paper, you're never really going to feel how things are gelling until we play it. And so it's a lot of moment to moment. Is this feeling good? Is this servicing the story? Are you feeling like an Avenger here? (laughs) Like (laughs) that kind of stuff that I feel like only works if we're all working together. Like a lot of the times if I'm having a story problem, the best solution is not necessarily a writing one. It's like something Magli can do to fix, like the story's not quite coming across here. So is there something we could be doing that changes that? And so, yeah, it's a lot of collaboration. But it's, that's what's amazing and great about our job, right? Is we, it's a teamwork. There's not one person doing everything. And one important thing is also that it's an iterative process. So you go as far as you can, then you review and you discuss and you iterate to the next stage. And sometimes during development, things shift on a bigger level, mm-hmm. or on a higher level, and then you have to adapt and then you have to review what you do, change. So the iterative process is very important. Just accept that, hey, what you do today might change tomorrow if it needs to be, but it's okay as long as we're pushing for greater quality. Well, I want to hear more about the challenges and excitements of this particular game. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I'd like for you all to tell me a little bit about how you got into gaming and into the games industry. So I was always a creative person, but who likes mathematics, who like a very functional way of expressing my creativity. And then I didn't thought about games until I play a game that actually made me cry and I realized video game could create amazing, emotional, immersive experiences. And from that moment onward, I decided that's it, I'm going to get involved. And many years later, then I'm here talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm a gamer from way back. And in my teenage and college years, I spent a lot of time gaming online, role playing with my friends. But I didn't start out in my career in games. I was a project manager in another industry for about eight years before I made the switch over to gaming because I had friends in the game industry and they're like, you know what you should do. So I decided to take their advice. And now I've been a producer in games for 15 years and just been loving working for Crystal for the last seven years. I'm a newer transplant to the games industry. I played games when I was really little, but not so much as I was growing up. I have a background in film and screenwriting, and that was what I went to school for. But I got introduced to a couple of games in my college years that, like with with what Magalie said, uh, made me cry. And I had no idea that games could do that because I spent such a long time not playing them. So I didn't know that they'd gotten to the point where it was like it just tore at your heartstrings. 
So I was an assistant down in Hollywood, paying my dues and hating everything about it when I saw a job at Telltale Games and just leaped at it and was like, I will do whatever you want there. It's so much more interesting how games are telling stories and how like close to your heart it can get. Cause there's kind of a distance when it comes to like movies or TV between the person watching and the story itself. And in games, it's so much closer. And so I was really addicted to that. And yeah, now I'm at Crystal. I spent my college years having dates with my long distance boyfriend on Battle.net. So I, oh. I hear you. <laughs> nice. So let's talk a little bit about what makes storytelling unique in games and what were some of the really exciting things about being able to tell an Avengers story in this format. Oh, I'm trying to think of things that won't spoil anything. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> For me, what was super exciting is our main character, Kamala, really kind of changed my mind about what a superhero story could be. She's a fangirl and she writes fan fiction, which is stuff that I did uh, growing up. And, and you actually wrote Kamala's fan fiction. Correct? I did. I did. I got to write Kamala's fan fiction in the game by looking back at my old fanfiction.net profile and uh, seeing how badly I wrote when I was 12. Um, and so getting to kind of be this new point of view on superheroes and this new point of view that maybe hasn't been seen much before on how to be a hero was really exciting for me. Um, and also just the fact of it being a game and you feeling like you're one of the Avengers is a very different experience than like just reading the comics. So it's really cool because it finally feels like, you know, 12 year old me has a place among <laughs> superheroes. The narrative aspect of games that I love is the fact that you have to start thinking of storytelling on a bigger scale, everything become part of the story. So suddenly the way you're gonna customize your Hulk or your Black Widow or your Kamala tells a story that is different from what someone else would do, but it's your part of that universe. You know, I, I love just reading in the menu, in the skill trees or in the, on the loading screen, the description of things. For me, that's also part of the story of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and getting to just talk to other people about your Avengers experience and how your team might be different from somebody else's team, just by virtue of who you're playing with. It's really fun, especially like when we would play the game together in the office and things like that, of just seeing like people would be partial to one character and then maybe someone else picked that character. So they had to try somebody else for the first time. And they're like, wait a minute, this is really cool. I love playing as Kamala. Why haven't I been doing it this whole time? <laughs> Yeah, it's really awesome to see people pick their favorite characters and then they're like, oh no, it's Wednesday. My favorite character today is going to be Hulk. Yes. <laughs> People's favorites change depending upon what mood they're in. Definitely. Yeah. To me, it's just been really humbling and gratifying that we've gotten to pull from like decades and decades of Marvel history to make these characters and to tell a unique story within yeah. the Marvel Universe. It's been pretty amazing. And uh, one thing I absolutely love about working in a team doing a game is when a team develop a character, develop a new feature for that character or something. And then you hear about it or they tell you or you're like, no way, I want to try it. And you yes. try it and it's fantastic. And you're like, oh my God. And literally like, right, I'm going to make a mission just because of that. Yes. 
Yes, yes, I love it when, like, oh, like an animator will pull me over to show me a cool new thing that they just did with the character, and I'll be like, they can do that? Like, <laughs> it's really fun. And we, I'm sure we all have our favorite outfits as well, like, I definitely... <laughs> <laughs> We definitely have our favorite oh, audience, yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> We're all Marvel fans, too, you know? So us working on the game is kind of doing fan service for the yes. fans, right? Yeah. We want to make sure that we pack a lot of stuff into the game for the fans to find and enjoy. So how did the history and breadth of the Marvel Universe play into your process with this? These are characters we've seen a lot of times, a lot of places. What were some of the challenges in figuring out how to make them your own? Well, for one, it had to do with reading a ton of comics. Like I already did read some comics beforehand, but one of the things that was really cool to do, and I think helped us bond as a team too, was asking people who we knew their favorite character was like Hulk, asking them what things they loved most about Hulk and getting at the core of what it is about those characters. And then using research and the comic books and stuff to kind of demonstrate those things that people really love about those characters. So like with Black Widow, getting into her history and kind of how she has become the person she is really helped us figure out like, okay, this is what people really love about this character. This is why we really love interacting with her and talking with her. So what is the most important part of being Black Widow from a moment to moment type thing? That was a lot of it, definitely, is just reading comics and asking people. Because like Rose said, we're all comic book fans. We're all fans of these superheroes. I have a poster on my wall of Tony Stark <laughs> behind me. So we all have opinions on like why it is that we love these characters so much. And we have emotional connections to them. And so getting to just talk to random programmer XYZ who knows everything there is to know about Iron Man it was a lot of it. That was a lot of my experience, at least from the narrative point of view. I don't know how Magali and Rose feel. Part of the challenge is to create that unique experience you feel when you play Hulk or when you play Black Widow or Iron Man, you, you are playing those characters. Now, the challenge is that we're not developing one or two. We are developing a roster of them. And that, at time, it felt like a mountain impossible to climb because it was so hard to create this one-on-one experience with a comic book character that yeah. millions of people love and know yeah. and have ideas about and, and kind opinion. of distilling it, it, those decades into you know <laughs> what we've created here it's like there's so much to draw from and people are just so in love with these characters that we had to do a lot of wrangling to pull the most important bits that yeah. felt the most gratifying to everyone yeah definitely feeling is a lot of it for sure, because it's the feeling you get of playing as them and of hearing their voice and of, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff that is unique to each person. So getting to distill that down to like its best bits. Yeah, it's it's balancing all that and getting it finished out there, ready to <laughs> play. Oh my God. I think part of the reason that these characters have been able to endure so long and in so many different formats goes back to what you all were talking about with finding what their essential core is. But without getting into too many spoilers, which I know is a challenge, are there cases where you were able to, you know, kind of depart 
from what we've seen with these characters. Make them your own. Because those cores also allow these characters to have reinvented themselves so many times, even through the comics. Are there places where you were excited to get to do that in the game? From the narrative side, my favorite part was that we have this cataclysmic event at the beginning, which is A-Day. It's kind of like our version of splitting off from the multiverse. The characters that you've known and loved are going through something you've never seen before, where it's, it is so cataclysmic to the point where they lose someone that has been core to what their team is, who their team is. And so getting to work on the characters from that standpoint of, okay, their world just ended, essentially. What happens next? Like, what happens when Captain America is gone? this core heart and conscience to the team. What do they do when the entire world thinks that they're dangerous, that they shouldn't be around, that they have too much power? We have to put in the thought and the time of establishing, okay, let's say the team breaks up. What happens to Black Widow if she no longer has a team? What happens to Tony Stark if he no longer has his company? We get to go from there in a really original way, all because of A-Day. So from the narrative perspective, like that feels totally original. And so from there, we figure out based on comic lore, based on the things we know about these characters, okay, what happens next? And not only that, but central to our story is, it's our origin story for an amazing character, which is Kamala Khan. How does it mean for a teenage girl from Jersey to, to suddenly discover she's, she's different? Yeah. And A, they allow us to just, let player go with her on that journey. And another way we've been able to make the characters our own is through the gameplay, right? We've been able to take what we see on the pages of comic books and turn them into these fantastic moves and skills that you see on screen and something that is like really fun and gratifying to control, you know, with your hands like, oh my God, I, I did that. I smashed everything <laughs> or you do some amazing acrobatic, you know, ballet move with Widow. It's just, that's another way we've been able to make the characters our own. Was there anything surprising that came out from the design standpoint with people's powers that you were like, oh, I didn't realize they could do that in that way? Man, for me, it was Kamala Khan and just how cool it felt to be able to do the stretchy, you know, big (laughs) hand hits, jump up in the air and kick someone in the face, you know, and just... (laughs) take her powers and just make them something that was just so cool to play. Yeah, because she's, at the beginning, you're like, what, you, what do you mean? She's a polymorph. She can like stretch and have big arms and <laughs> she can just throw a punch and have these massive giant hands smashing some robots and not feel ridiculous. I agree with Rose. We did something and Kamala is lovely. Yeah, she's definitely one of my favorites. I think the thing that surprised me most about Kamala is that she's fun not just to fight with, but to traverse with. Like (laughs) like getting to Tarzan your way through with her stretchy arms and and just all the jumping with her huge feet, making huge jumps. (laughs) And like, I remember when we were developing it and those things first started coming online and I was like, I didn't know she, I mean, I knew I loved her from a character perspective. She's fun and enthusiastic, but I didn't know I would also love her just by the way she moves. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So what was the development process like on this game kind of from the earliest stages to now? This game is quite a bit different than the games we've made before at Crystal, right? It has our Crystal DNA, but we've also added this big multiplayer element. 
you know, it builds off things that we've had in other games, but this is just so much more. It's broader, more massive. There's so much more gameplay with the six different heroes that all needed to feel different. So I would say how it's changed from the beginning of production to the end of production is that this team has grown and learned a lot and we've perfected what we're building. Yeah, and, and also it's a game that don't stop when the game is out. We had to build something that would last for years. <laughs> that, that, you know, it's the beginning. So for some of us, it meant really doing a 180 degree, like opening our brain to new ways of developing and new ways of thinking creatively to ensure that not just in the next few months people will play, but in the next few years. And it prepared the ground so that people can have fun for many, many years. And yeah. that, that was very challenging. It definitely was for the story side too, because we wanted to give a satisfying story that you could experience the beginning and middle and end of, but also make it just the beginning of this Avengers story and still make it feel satisfying for the player. And I, I think we struggled with that a lot of figuring out like, what does that look like? What makes you feel triumphant, but also makes you aware that there's still enemies to be faced and there's still gonna be stuff going on. And I will definitely say that having experienced it, at least from my section (laughs) of the time being part of development, it's been dramatic, just even just day to day sometimes, how different the game will look when someone just adds one little detail and it completely changes everything. So what are some of the considerations that go into making sure it can be replayed, that it will stand the test of time? One of the ways from the story side that we've been able to figure out, like, where does this story keep going is focusing on the characters' goals themselves. Like, each Avenger has different goals and different dreams in mind. I mean, Kamala and Tony Stark don't always agree on, you know, what the next steps should be. And so it's it's interesting to get to go more in depth on each of these characters than I have in basically any story I've worked on before because we have that time and because we can see how characters might be invested in their different stories, but also understanding that the players are gonna be developing their own stories too as they play this. It's gonna be their Avengers team. They can talk to each other about, did you see what Hulk did last night? Like they'll have their own stories and being able to understand that it's not just our story and that it's definitely going to be the player's story too, I think has helped a ton. Yeah, and as we bring in those new characters, there's going to be new strategies too. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're going to have their own skills and their own powers. And like, how do they mix up with those original six? And how does that change our gameplay? And how does it change how this mission plays? So that makes me super excited for things to come. Yeah. And it seems like there are a lot of possibilities for customization with the gear, with the skills, with all of that, that you could play the same character in a different way at different times? For sure. I know I have. (laughs) I've noticed myself that regardless of which character, I tend to always customize them in one way or the whole, which I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. It's just, that's the way I, because, you know, what we've tried to do is when you play either on your own or with your friend, if you're on your own, you play with AI characters and those are yours. So you end up 
being a crew of Avengers. This is your crew of Avengers. And that allows for an experience that might be different. And then let's not say if I play with my daughter who wants to play Miss Marvel, she's just interested to Miss Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> just that, just that. Or if a friend, their Hulk is different from my Hulk. Suddenly our experience together will be different. <laughs> yeah, Magalie said it really well. You can get very strategic about how you build up your gear and your skills with the different characters. And like she said, you know, how you build them makes a difference to how you play. And so you can be a casual player and you can you can just say, oh, these things look fun. You know, I'm going to spread them all out over the place. Or you can be that very experienced strategic player that's building this specific team to work the best way together. Yeah, I have seen both for sure, even just among the devs. Like there are definitely different camps of like how you should play Iron Man. <laughs> But there's also something which is important is one of the interesting things about the type of game we are making is that once we launch, the community of players is going to be important to us. We have set a structure in place that means when people give us feedback, we can take that feedback on board and make the experience better. So that's also very exciting to see what people think and how they can help us. Yeah, I'm burning with curiosity because I just want to know. What else can we do? What else are you looking yeah. for? What is the most fun? Like, I, I want to know. Plus, we've been waiting forever and we just want the game to come out so people can play. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any advice for people who are just starting out in game development or design, looking to kind of get into the industry? Anything you wish you had known on your way in? The best advice I can get is we all have strengths and weaknesses. Try to find the things that gets you get you out of bed in the morning that really you feel passionate about. I'm a level designer, not because I like level design, it's because fundamentally what makes me tick is architecture, is how people feel and experience spaces. Because there are hundreds of jobs in the game industry, finding your place is will be key to your success. Because you, if you do what you love, you'll be doing it better than anything and um, it's also hard work so you want to like what you do but try to find what you love the most and see how you can apply it to video game and there's loads of jobs lots of different disciplines. I think for me I got this advice fairly early in my game dev career and it's really been core to what I do ever since when I first worked in game devs uh, an older game developer told me take your headphones off when you're in the office, because you'll be surprised the conversations that you hear and the things people are working on. And it'll allow you to see, well, oh, they're having an issue that I might be able to solve. And that allows you to get involved with those groups and like just remembering that this is a team sport. Because <laughs> sometimes we can get so involved in our specific thing that we're working on, but I've never had more fun at work than when it's with other people and working as a group and working like Magalie and I have worked on a mission that we are very close to oh, yes. um, that we love very much. <laughs> and like, I think about that all the time. Like I have memories of that mission of trying to figure out, like <laughs> there were a lot of issues we had to go into <laughs> to figure that stuff out versus like, if I'm writing alone in a vacuum with my headphones on, like I don't get as much out of the experience. And so my big advice would be, you know, when you start getting into the world of game development, listen, Listen to yes. what's going on. Not even just if, you, if you're not in a studio yet or if you don't have a job, but listen to what's happening because it's such a group 
environment and you never know like where your in is going to be. So don't poo-poo someone who is like, let's say you're really into game writing. Don't poo-poo listening to a level designer about how they got into the industry because those are going to be your teammates. Those are the people who are going to help you do the best work that you can. And I will add that that's really good advice across any creative collaborative <laughs> medium. Uh, Marvel editors sit three to an office, and the amount that I learned as an assistant from just listening to my boss talk to talent on the phone, right? it's amazing. So yes, very good advice. Rose, what you got for us? Well, I would say for any young person trying to get into the industry, you hear a lot of stories about how the game industry is really hard and that... It may not be a friendly industry to get into, but I would tell people, don't be afraid because you're going to find your allies across the industry. You're going to find your tribe where you belong, and it's going to be a wonderful experience when you do find your allies and find your tribe. And then I would have some advice for people who are already in the game industry. I like to say we need to lift each other up right? So look for those opportunities to help people who are just starting out in the industry or who have been here for a while. We are all better when we help each other out and we lift each other up. Yeah. And oh, one thing, because I've been in that situation is ask yourself, do I want to make video game or do I need to make, like, is it a true passion of yours? And if it is, you'll get there and you will meet people who say you can't, who say it's too hard. Don't worry, follow your passion, keep true to what you think is right and you'll get there. That's, I promise you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I love all of this advice. <laughs> <laughs> all of this is so true. Everyone listen to them. So I think we're getting close to out of time, but I want to do a real quick lightning round. I have three questions that we will go through for all three of you. So what is your favorite Marvel character just in general, based on all these comics that you had to read? You know, who's your favorite character? Who's your favorite character to play in the game? Who do you main? And then you mentioned outfits. So what's your favorite outfit? (laughs) If you can tell us that without spoilers. Oh my God. Okay, I'll start. So my favorite Marvel, I think it's got to be Kamala Khan. I, I just love her. She's amazing. And when I started to, I didn't know too much about her. I'd heard about her. But when I started to read her commit, I thought she was, she's just a breath of fresh air. And it's just wonderful. She's a hero we need right now. And then in game, I love Black Widow because some of her moves are so cool. (laughs) And then in terms of outfits, ah, so there's a widow outfit. I absolutely love everybody who's been sitting next to me (laughs) knows which one it is. But my favorite outfit of all is Iron Man outfit. You know, the Avengers has been dismantled, so it's... I look at him and I'm like, oh my god, this is Iron Man, this is Tony Stark at his core, at his most unique, in terms of when everything is stripped out, who is Tony Stark? And that's what this outfit means to me. Yeah, Tony Stark, when you first meet him after a day, that's my favorite. Uh, Okay, I'll go next. So, one of my favorite Marvel characters is Black Panther. I just love that character, just so much depth and richness to his world and, you know, his backstory. So I just just love that character. My favorite character to play in Marvel's Avengers is definitely Kamala Khan. 
I mean, she is my main, she is my go-to every time. And, you know, there are days where I'm in the mood to play the different characters because they're all fantastic, but Kamala is my mainstay. And as for outfits, Kamala's a fangirl, kind of like me. So she has this series of t-shirts that pay fan service to other heroes. And I, I just love that about her. Oh my god. Um... <laughs> okay. Probably favorite comic book Marvel character would be Deadpool because I am, <laughs> I love meta humor. So him and Squirrel Girl, I think, yeah! are probably, yeah, <laughs> Squirrel Girl. Like the meta humor going on with both of them, I'm a big fan of. To play, I am partial to Thor because I like smashing things with a hammer. I am definitely the kind of player who goes in the middle of everything and just swings about wildly. And he's very good for that. And my favorite costume is actually a Thor costume, which similar to Magali's thought, it's him and we call it his construction worker outfit, <laughs> where he's just in a t-shirt and jeans. And it's one of those things, I think he's got a reflective vest on too, I don't remember. But it's something that like humanizes him so much. And seeing him like flying through the air in a t-shirt and jeans is one of those things where I'm like, that is my Thor right yeah, there. Yeah. You can tell <laughs> that this is me playing it because I made that choice for him. That's awesome. Well, I am excited to play this game. I am excited for everyone to play this game and them to share all of their thoughts with you. So how would you like to hear from fans? How can they send their thoughts in when they're so excited to have finally played this game? Our Marvel community is really a great way to get in touch with all of us devs. It's just, you know, be a part of our Crystal Dynamics community pages. Yeah, and Play Avengers on Twitter. We get a lot of stuff from our, our Play Avengers Twitter account, especially when we release trailers and things like that. So I would definitely go for that. Thank you all so much for joining us today. And please come back and talk to the women of Marvel anytime. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks again to Hannah, Rose, and Magalie for that fantastic conversation. It's always interesting when you talk to folks who are actually involved in making this kind of stuff come together, right? Because it's so much work and so much time that goes into every move that Kamala does, every piece of costume. There's head nods to comic books. There's, you know, there's just so much love that this extension of the Marvel Universe out into a game all right, I'm just excited. I just want the game. Can, can we <laughs> you have to have that love that you're talking about to make something like this because you have to make tough calls about where do you want to honor the history? Where do you want to go in a new direction and do something new and exciting that's going to make this version of this character's story totally your own? And I think that that's what's one of the things that always interests me, watching these characters kind of go into different media and seeing how the creatives who work in those media, you know, tackle that challenge. Yeah. I also think it's like really cool for me. This is like a personal fascination is how they bring villains to life. Because like a villain will make or break a game and Marvel's got some great villains, but all of them are very complex. Yeah, and I actually wish we had talked more about that, but, you know, we didn't want to spoil anything, so... 
They'll just have to tune in next week when maybe, perhaps, I Ooh, shall be talking to one. That's true. <gasps> that's true. Uh, all right. So I'm really glad that we're going to be continuing this conversation over to our next episode. I will be speaking with three performance capture artists who gave their voice to some key characters in the game. So make sure you're tuned in for that. And remember, Marvel's Avengers releases tomorrow, September 4th, on all platforms. And if you enjoyed this conversation or just want to say hi, tweet at us at Marvel using the hashtag Women of Marvel. I am so excited for our next episode. Angelique, do you want to give us any kind of a spoiler trailer for what we've got coming up? Absolutely not. You should tune in. It's going to be great. Until then, this is Marvel. Your universe. Women of Marvel is produced by Rebecca Seidel and Zachary Goldberg, along with Judy Stevens, Angelique Rocher, and me, Ellie Pyle. Our audio development manager is Karen Heffa, and Jill DeBoff is our director of audio.